Welcome to Resilience Today, the audio collection of Resilience Ministries. My name is Lindsay Jolly, and I'm a biblical counselor for women and families in the Northeast Tennessee area. If you'd like more information or have any other questions, visit me at resilienceministries.com. As a preview to this teaching, please be aware that it is an interactive workshop. And so people are asking questions and reading um, out loud from a worksheet all throughout the room. So volume varies from person to person. This teaching will be most helpful if you're able to follow along on the same worksheet that we used. If you don't have access to that worksheet, please write me at contact at resilienceministries.com and I'd be happy to send you a copy. But let's um, flip over to the other side and we're going to read the the last three sections on there. Um, So the structure for your small group is what we just talked through. Check-in, and then life transformation questions. The check-in, every single person that is present that day does that. The life transformation questions, you go one at a time, and one person answers all three questions. And then you go to the next person, and one person answers all three questions. As they are answering all three questions, this backside is going to tell you how to interact with them as a group. Does that make sense? And it may take, one person may talk for 20 minutes. They may talk for 30 minutes, depending on, usually if we have a certain amount of time, we'll kind of look at, okay, we've got an hour and a half. That means um, we've got four people here, so we can each kind of go for 20, 25 minutes. And we kind of keep an eye on it, on the time to try and help us stay on track. Um, other times, like somebody will be in a crisis, we might talk to them for 45 minutes. So... Um, Who can read instructions for the person sharing nice and loud? Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is the instructions for the person who is answering the life transformation questions. Okay. Okay, so what that's talking about, somebody is going to answer, you're going to read your life transformation question, you're going to give your answer to it, and then your group is going to ask you some questions about it. And typically, the first question and the second question go together, because the first question is, 
What is God teaching you through the word and prayer? And the second question is, what sin do you need to confess and repent of? And often, he's teaching us about the areas that he wants to transform us in. So, I'm learning about humility, and and I'm going to be learning about um, growing in forgiveness because there's some things that have happened in my life that have been offensive. And so... um, He's teaching me about that, and I'm asking him to cleanse my heart through that process. So questions number one and two, sometimes the person will answer question number one, and then they'll go to question number two, and after question number two is when you start asking those questions. Does that make sense? So you might put that right there to say during it's during question number two that those instructions are for. Does that make sense? Um Let me just pause and look and see if there's anything that I want to point out about that section. You can, too. I think a lot of it you've covered already. Okay. All right. Um, instructions for listeners. I was with you. So I want to point out something about number three and four both talk about giving the person space to think and reflect. And that's just learning to be comfortable with a slow pace of conversation. We're not saying just sit there for five minutes in silence. We're just saying let them think, let them process, because you're going to be asking a lot of questions. You're not going to be giving a lot of advice. You're going to be asking questions, and, and instead of them just saying the right answer that comes to mind, let them think about what do I truly believe about that? What do I really think to be able to authentically process? And then also, number five, resist the urge to redirect the conversation back to yourself and tell a personal story that relates. That is so hard. Um, That's what we naturally do in, like, hangout conversation, lunch, dinner, that sort of thing. And that is totally okay. And what I would say about that, if you have a personal story that relates, that can be very encouraging to that person. But just wait and tell them later. 
because you don't want to interrupt the kind of mental process that they're in as they're kind of being self-reflective. So if you have a story that you really think would encourage them, that's really can be encouraging, but just wait and tell them later. Like go to coffee or call or talk right after group. Um, so that can just, it can interrupt what God is doing in the moment if you redirect it to you and tell a story. And so you want to let them be where they are and be listening to the Holy Spirit in the, in the conversation. And to, to uh, what you said about uh, three, and, three and four, um, so if these are truly becoming gospel conversations, then the gospel is the center of the conversation. And in, in those moments of quietness and learning to listen well, like we can remind ourselves as the listener if, if this is a gospel-centered conversation, that means that we have already invited in God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to be a part of this conversation. And so even when they're silent, God is at work. So it isn't really silence at all. It just seems like silence. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, I'll also just mention about number six. Try not to project what God is teaching you or what you're struggling with onto another person's journey. Um, that can be really hard to even recognize sometimes in ourselves. Um, Karen and I have laughed because we had an experience like I had an experience like that one time where actually I've had the experience several times and I'm sure I've done that. We'll, we'll all kind of mess up on these throughout <laughs> and then we have to wait a second. Let me redirect. Um, so for example, maybe somebody is in a season of life where God is really teaching them about the mercy of God and the grace of God because they've never, they just need revelation in that area and they've just always thought of God kind of harshly and legalistically and so he just has them a season of learning about grace and mercy and it's talking to them about that over and over again. It can be very tempting in a conversation then for you to kind of push in that direction with that person because that's what you're learning about. But God may or may not be highlighting that to them in that season. That's why it's better to ask questions and have them listen than give advice because he may be teaching them about obedience. And if you come in with, well, God's grace and God's mercy, it might just be, it's true, it's a truth, but it might not be what he is highlighting to them right then. Now, if somebody is saying something that's unbiblical, which I do think is important to talk about, if somebody is saying something that just does not align with Scripture, at that point it's good to say, well, what does the Scripture say about that? And let them think on that. And if they don't know because they've not read the Bible much, you can say, well, here's a couple verses. And after you say them, instead of teaching them, you say, what do you think about these verses? What what does this say to you? And so it... um, it's hard not to project what you're learning onto the conversation. And sometimes it can be really beneficial because maybe you've lived it out. And when you speak, you speak with some authority in an area because you've lived it. Um, but just kind of take note of that and say, am I kind of projecting my life onto this person's life? Or am I letting them be where they are on their journey with God? Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. We're almost going to take a break. Um, what time is it? Twenty till. Twenty till. Do y'all need to take a break? You do. 
<laughs> Who raised your, uh, how many people like, yes, I need to take a break? Are they okay? You too? Anybody else? That's okay. That's all right. Um, if you need to go to the restroom, just feel free to go, go get, grab coffee, go to the restroom. I just don't want to um, take a break and then we can't do the panel discussion. So feel free to get up if you need to go and that's totally cool. Um, Gospel-centered questions. So these are the, so if you don't know what questions to ask, these are great. You can just look at this list every week and say, which one of these questions kind of goes along with what this person is saying? Or which one of these questions is is God highlighting to me? And you want to actually reference these and look and ask, you can ask these questions word for word to to the persons that's sharing. So one more reader, and this will be the last thing that we read. Anybody? Okay. Who was that? Well, let me meet you. Yeah. Oh, I don't. It. Yes. Big, big and loud. What is the? What is the? Sorry. So that is not an exhaustive list. That is just to kind of um, help you brainstorm what are some gospel-centered questions that I can ask this person as they process. I hope you enjoyed today's teaching. Remember Psalm 145 that says, The Lord is close to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. Visit me online at resilienceministries.com and don't forget to share this with a friend. Have a great day. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.